Well, welcome everyone to SAMA episode 69, the story behind Spooky 2. And SAMA is where an expert is invited to talk about their area of expertise. And you'll notice today, I'm Lisa Dennis, and I'm doing the interviewing. And our guest today, our expert, is John White. And I'll just introduce a bit about John, although I'm sure many of you know and love John very well. John is a rife researcher and inventor from New Zealand, now living in Nanjing, China. With a background in electrical engineering, physics, and computer science, he's been researching and developing solutions to serious diseases since 2008. John specializes in energy and scalar re resonance healing, biofeedback, and PEMF therapy. With an insatiable desire for truth and knowledge, John has collaborated with other research groups to discover answers to health issues. Welcome, John, and so happy to be able to have this opportunity to interview you and have you in the, the hot seat today and uh, giving us lots of your wisdom. And I know we've got lots of great stuff to cover from history to big picture of spooky to stories and the future. So. I'll just dive in and start asking you some, some questions. Maybe we're right at the beginning of how did Spooky start and how did you get started in all of this in Spooky? Thanks, Lisa. Um, there's only one person that's been brave enough to interview me, me in the past, and that was Clive DeCarl. He interviewed me right at the very beginning of Spooky too, and um, I explained what we what I was working on and, and where Spooky was headed. He didn't learn his lesson because he interviewed me again just recently. <laughs> or maybe he just forgot how painful it was the first time. <laughs> but, you know, um, we just continue on and do our things. Now, um, I've interviewed quite a few people on this program. I never thought that I'd be interviewed myself, and so it seems a bit strange to have the tables turned. Um, normally, I don't like to talk about myself, but I, I don't mind talking about Spooky because Spooky is something that I'm so proud of. Yeah. Now, um, Spooky didn't actually start with Spooky. Like, um, it started from two people, and I wasn't even in the picture. <laughs> it um, started with um, two people. It was Johan Stegman and Hank Gigenday. Uh, two very different countries. Johan is from South Africa and Hank is from Canada, uh, French um, Canada. And um, together they created a package called Ride USB. It was a, um, a system that controlled one generator. Now it's called Ride USB because of a spelling mistake. <laughs> it was supposed to be Rife USB. And for quite a long time I was wondering why is it ride USB? Maybe it's sort of riding, like riding a train to good health or something. But um, I, I had the good fortune to meet Hank during our American tour. And Hank took me to one side and he said, oh, look, you know, it's actually a spelling mistake. The F was supposed to be, uh, sorry, the D was supposed to be an F, so it's supposed to be rife USB. <laughs> <laughs> and so the mistake was Johan's <laughs> because he wrote the package and so it became Ride USB instead of Rife USB but it was nevertheless what they did was quite uh, groundbreaking because what what they were doing was implementing a discovery that Johan had made he discovered that it's possible to 
remotely treat people. In other words, treat someone on the other side of the world or anywhere by using a sample of the DNA. And so with the two of them, they um, created this package. Now, during the time while they were developing it, I became quite interested in what they were doing. And uh, I emailed them and I said, look, you know, do you need a help in developing it? And of course they gave the honorable answer, no. (laughs) (laughs) But one of my unfortunate traits is that I tend to be a bit tenacious. I kept on asking them and in the end they finally said no. (laughs) But, but um, they said, look, um, why don't you, use what we've found and and try and you know try and develop something else there i say what i've said in jest they're actually you know, well, i mean johan's no longer with us unfortunately but they're both to- uh, really amazing people and very friendly very open and um, maybe they said no because they had so much on their hands it takes a lot of work to create something from nothing and so i started creating spooky but Actually, I missed out a part of the story. Just before developing Spooky, I was in a bit of an argument with Johan. Johan was the person who discovered it. In the course of my technical background, I was telling him it's not possible. It's just the placebo effect, you know, what everyone would actually think. So I spent a long time um, proving Johan wrong, and it almost became a game where he'd prove, he'd say to me, well, this this will work this way. And I'd replicate what he's explaining and say to him, look, it's just not working. It's just not happening. And fortunately, Johan was a very, very patient man. And so he gently explained to me where I'm going wrong and how I can change what I'm doing to make it succeed. And in the end, he proved to me that there was actually a truth behind it and remote treatment still works. So I refined what he had taught me and what they had discovered together with uh, Johan and, you know, the two of them. And I sort of put all the goodness together. And so Spooky was born. And on the first versions of Spooky, um, well, I mean, Spooky was a very, very basic software, (laughs) software package where, you know, 16 generators were supported, which, uh, I don't know, even now, I mean, Rife software only supports one generator, one one machine. So even back in those days, I suppose 16 was quite amazing. It's grown since then. And only the very basic settings were available in Spooky. But, um, you know, of course, Spooky's grown more powerful. And, well... After about a year or so, I saw a real need for more power, more more features and stuff. So um, we decided to. When I say we, it was um, myself and um, and uh, Eco in China. We decided to design a new generator, take a big step, and make a real decent piece of hardware that blows everything else away, everything else on the market. So we designed and made this new generator. This is the XM generator, which everyone now knows and loves. And it was quite a big step for us. And so at that point in time, we renamed Spooky to Spooky 2. And the software made a big step as well. 
And since then, Spooky has continued to grow and become much more powerful. So that's really the beginnings of Spooky, Lisa. So, John, it was you and Echo Lee that really were the initial developers of the whole Spooky line and then into Spooky 2 then with the background from Johan that you mentioned. Was that, that was your, your thing? Mm, it was a collection of was a collection of people. It wasn't just myself. I mean, maybe I had a vision, but it's like a match that lights a fires. You need to have the paper. You need to have the, the, the fuel in the fire to, to make it burn. Well, it's no good having an idea if you don't have the tools and the people to make it a reality. And so very early in the piece, um, I came to trust Echo for being reliable, for being honest, true to her word, to the letter. Mm-hmm. And so I entrusted her with ideas. Um, I'm from a small country. New Zealand's got, what, 20, maybe 30 people. And so, <laughs> well, at the last count, maybe it's 32 now. And so <laughs> it's hard to grow big ideas in such a small place. So, okay, China's a larger country. It's got more capacity, more potential. And so I used the resources that China provided with a good soul in China to help make me happen. So it sounds like it's been a, a collaborative effort, as you said. Could you talk a bit more about the whole Spooky 2 team, John, and how all that has been built and from the beginnings that you just described? Well, sometimes I wonder, well, what is the Spooky team? Because... A team implies like a a group of people or a small group of people, but in a way, everyone who owns a Spooky rig, anyone who has anything to do with Spooky has by default become part of the Spooky team. And ideas that flow from these people are used by us to make Spooky better. And so... Really, the, the spooky team is in the thousands. But, you know, um, there are people, there are key people that are within this larger team that have made spooky community strong. And these are the people that I truly, truly admire, really admire. And they're the administrators and moderators and many of the users that are in both the forum and the Facebook group. And yes, Facebook, I am talking about you. (laughs) Now, it's about four years ago, out of the blue, I was now Spooky had been just started, okay? It wasn't, Spooky was tiny, it was just, just, it was more than an idea, it was was a reality, but he was learning, he was just taking his learning steps, okay? I got a random email from a man who I hadn't heard of before, asking me whether it's okay to start a Facebook group, especially for Spooky. It's out of the blue. And I thought, well, there's no harm in it, you know, and his, his intentions were good. And so I said, yep. <laughs> I wasn't going to repeat the Hank and Johan no story. <laughs> and so he started the Facebook Rife for Life group. It was in September 2014. And after that, without asking for permission, the same man started other groups specifically for Spooky, which was the Spooky to Rife for Morgellons, Rife for Life, Rife for Lyme, Rife for Cancer, Rife Spooky to Success Stories, and others. 
Isn't it amazing? And that person was Kathy Klein. So he's a person that we've never actually truly thanked, but everyone knows Chaffee. He's the person who really was one of the pioneers of Spooky. He's probably one of the most easygoing, smooth and gentle people that we've ever known. We were very lucky to meet up with him during our tour of America. And he's just as humble in person. He's actually more humble in person than he appears to be online. He sort of always takes the side step. He'd say, oh, okay, yep, okay. <laughs> but, you know, he has these fantastic ideas and when they are, they are approved by others, he'd immediately make those ideas a reality. He never takes credit for the things he's done. And yet helping people has become the essential part of his life. Now, like many of us, he's had his hurdles in life but he still finds time to help others. And other people don't know how much of a sacrifice he's making every day. He's made Spooky an active part of his life, and he still remains a very active administrator on all of the Facebook groups that are associated with Spooky. It, it seems to be a theme, you know, this generosity of spirit that you talk about with the beginnings of spooky aside from the first nose that you got <laughs> but you know that theme <laughs> the theme of generosity and collaboration and you know the kinds of people that you've come across that have been so generous in spirit and in ideas that it that's, that's right yeah. It, yeah it's this rightly soon i think it's like attracting like mm -hmm. now i've got my ideals and i've been very lucky that people who share my ideals have come to join this spooky movement. And let me give you a few instances of, you know, to, to sort of describe to you the dedication of some of these people. Now, over the last month, three of the administrators on the Facebook group have had family tragedies. We're talking about deaths and hospital stays, very, very tragic events in their family lives. Now for each of these three people, they took one or two days off from their Facebook activities. They came back and they were so apologetic for the time they had off. Now that's really heart touching. You know, that's, that's really, it shows how beautiful these people are. Yeah, it seems it's certainly not just a job, you know, for you or anyone else, for sure, right? No, it's their, they've made it part of their lives. Yeah. But there's, there's in total seven administrators on the Spooky to Rife for Life group, and all of them have got the same type of dedication to what they regard as part of their life. They're, they're passing forwards great goodness to the users of Facebook. Sometimes I think, well, the, many of the Facebook members don't realize how much work they put in. They see these names coming up in many, many posts, but they don't realize that while these administrators are writing, they're taking, it's taking time away from their own families, their own lives. They're, every night they're going online, answering questions, helping people, and their goal is to improve the lives of people that they haven't met and they quite possibly never will meet. Mm -hmm. 
like Susie Smith and Judy uh, Budusio. Uh, I'm sorry, Judy, I hope I've said your surname right. Um, they're both helping Chaffee run all the spooky Facebook groups. Now, we had a recent tour of four big cities in America. We were pretty, pretty nervous before we went because, I mean, America's a big place. Everyone talks about America, you know, it's, 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 it truly is an amazing, amazing country. Now, when we first arrived in Atlanta, we didn't know what to expect. We, we were thinking that we would be amongst people that wouldn't have time for us because we are basically nobody. I mean, especially me in particular, because I'm from a country from 24 people. So, I mean, really, we're, we're so insignificant. But when we arrived in Atlanta, Susie Smith and her husband picked us up from the airport and we immediately felt part of their family. Now, let me tell you some of the things that really amazed us. They'd set their house temperature to their temperature they felt that we would be most comfortable for, which is warmer than what they normally set to. They'd filled their cupboards with the type of foods that we liked. Their bathrooms had towels with our initials embroidered on them. <laughs> really? They'd cut the grass in the yard to make it look so beautiful for us. They wanted, wanted to spoil us with a comfortable and beautiful house, which oh. felt like our home. Now, Susie has been a close friend of ours for about two years. She's always been very soft-spoken, considerate, and she's always there when you need her. She always listens to people's needs and takes their suggestions. She really is a remarkable woman, and she really blew us away with everything she did for us. And when you walked into our bedroom, you wouldn't believe this. We saw the most beautiful fruit basket on the bed, mm. roses in a vase, and a letter placed to one side. They're all from Judy Berducio, which is wow. that Facebook administrator I was talking about. She had couriered all these surprises to Susie's house, especially for us. And that letter yeah. had the most heartwarming message. It brought us to tears. We've known Judy's a strong woman, and she is a fighter. She fights for the health of her husband. She fights when there's a challenge to Spooky. And she fights when she feels that an answer is needed. But inside, she has the softest heart. And there's more people as well, like Jeff Kazor. Well, I mean, everyone knows Jeff. He's admired by everyone for his natural ability to explain complicated and things in a way that, you know, even I can understand. <laughs> people. People, I mean, that's saying something. I'm, I'm a bit of a simpleton, and he makes me understand things, and people love him. They follow him. He's the kind of man who stands out to take all the pressure in a storm and to protect the vision that he shares, the vision that is shared by all the other moderators and administrators. And <laughs> there's more. Joe Strothman, he's a very active administrator on Facebook. You'd know almost every post on Facebook has his response. He's so calm and smart. It's absolutely brilliant. And Brian Yamamoto somehow manages time to be present both on Facebook and the forum. I mean, two places. He's, he's, I, I really admire him. He's a quiet, humble, but yet he's an achiever. He doesn't say much about things, but he knows what he wants and he always somehow finds the right way 
to express himself, and he just does it. Mm -hmm. He's the sort of person I describe him like he dances as if no one is watching and finds peace from within. We meet him in person, and how he is in person is just how he pictured him. <laughs> He, um, he really, in a storm, he'll calm everything. He'll just, he'll just put a few words of wisdom across and then people come see, <laughs> see they'll see things in a different light. And Hello, show, pardon? Sorry, go ahead, John. Oh, well, there's, there's so many more and I really want to take the time out to describe them because they mean so much to us. Yeah. Sharon Precox, she's an extremely brave woman who fights and works hard in a Facebook group. Now, she became an expert on Spooky to help family members, and now she uses her knowledge to help save other people's lives. Again, people that she doesn't know, but people who come to love or that she does. Now, the moderators on the Spooky to Forum are also extremely dedicated to Spooky. <laughs> An example is Trevor Nelson. Now, he told us recently he was unable to continue his moderation work on the forum because he had to do work on personal matters. He, he couldn't put in the time that's required <laughs> to be a moderator. So he wrote a message to the other moderators saying, look, I'm really sorry, guys, but I've got to leave for a few months. You know, I've got to go here and do this and that. And he's got hardship in his personal life. But he, being a typical dedicated spooky guy, okay, and he handed in his resignation. Now, the other moderators admired him so much that they did the right thing and rejected his, reject, his um, resignation. <laughs> and he kept his position open. You know, we thought, well, maybe he'd come back one day. But sure enough, after a very brief period of time, he was back. Now, he, he obviously is putting time into what he has to do, but he still continues his moderation work, even today. <laughs> now, the, the, one of the people who I really admire a lot is Gwen. Gwen is so strong and extremely passionate. She, if I ever was involved in a battle, she would be the person I'd want next to me, period. <laughs> She's such a fighter. Now, when we went to America, she cancelled her trip to the Bahamas. I mean, the Bahamas, really, to attend the Spooky 2 conference in Orlando. And then she took another three days off to drive nine hours to attend the next conference in Atlanta. Now, she went to Atlanta because this is where most of the other uh, forum moderators went to meet up. And um, and um, you know, meet many of the users there as well. Now she refused to take a holiday um, because she wanted to meet the other forum moderators and the other members. Now she always sees through things with fantastic clarity. She doesn't. She sees through anything fake and false. Mm -hmm. She knows when someone's lying, <laughs> and she. If she shoots an arrow, it goes straight to the target. She stands still in any storm and she has no fear. And she takes the responsibility of a leader when a team needs her. And this is why she's now the leader of the four moderators. She truly is an amazing woman. Uh, we've got um, Argeria with the unpronounceable surname, um, Argeriopoulos. I probably said that right, actually. Now, he was a 
administrator of the forum since it started in 2014. He actually did all the mechanics behind the forum to make it start up. Now, so he was basically in the forum team pretty much from year dot. He, through really tough times, through big storms, has remained loyal to us. He's a true friend of Spooky, so I'd really like to thank him. And he's, I don't think I've really mentioned him before, but he's one of the real beacons of Spooky. Absolutely amazing man. Now, Carl Becker is another remarkable person. Now, he has got a huge heart. He helps anybody that needs help. He's a very clever person. He helps family members through their illnesses. And he's become part of the backbone of Spooky. Uh, Manuel Marlowe, sorry to, be, to take so long, but there's so many people I want to really, truly thank in public because they've been so precious to me and so valuable to Spooky. Now, Manuel Marlowe, he, um, I'd describe him as very reserved. I guess he's, he'd be not a shy person, but a very gentle person. He's one of the most honest and my, one of the most straight people, straight talking people I know, he's very honourable. He won't do anything if it's, he won't do something if it's not the right thing to do. During one troublesome time with Spooky, he came to me and he said, look, where do I stand in the matter? This is me, John. What's my view? And what he was doing was, in a way, it's clarifying that my uh, what I was striving for was what he was striving for, which is for honesty, a true answer for people's problems. He wanted to know whether I was a good person, I guess, whether I was being fake, because you get lots of people in life who pretend to be one thing and they're not. But I, I assured him that what I'm doing was for everybody, not for any any selfish reason. And we exchanged quite a few emails. It was a very intense time. And what Manuel proved to me was that he is extremely loyal. He's a fantastic, fantastic man. Another person, he's a, it's funny, he's called... Blue Aquarian. Now, it's funny because he's actually a very colourful person, so blue is an appropriate name. Now, he's from a city that's a little bit larger than New Zealand. It's got 200 people. <laughs> and I know because I looked it up, I couldn't believe that a, a city in America or a town could only have 200 people because, I mean, America is such a huge place, but it's true. <laughs> and in the beginning, we were thinking, is Blue really his name? I mean, Blue Aquarian. It sounds like a made-up name, so we had to check his shipping information to confirm that it is his real name. And it is, it is his true name. Now, he's really proven his worth because he's the sort of person who wants things very precise. Second best is not good enough. And so he's proven his worth for the times when you're writing the manuals. He'll give suggestions longer than the manual itself. <laughs> when you're making the, uh, the uh, user's guide, mm -hmm. he came up with so many suggestions. Each of them are really good because they make us think and realize that you know, there are improvements that we can make. And the final 
you know, user's guide is pretty much a result of a lot of his hard work and his input. And this is why our user's guide is continually getting better and better. Uh, Hans uh, Rinkerink is another person who contributes almost every day to make the forum a much better place. So, so, there's so many. There's, uh, there's Susie Winter, she works tirelessly on the forum, answering people's questions. I can't, can't begin to imagine how much time these people put into Spooky to make Spooky so fantastic for everybody. And the latest forum moderator to join us. He joined us just two days ago. And he joined in only May this year. Now, you know what's remarkable? He has already had some made something like three or four hundred posts since May on the forum. He was he's incredibly active and incredibly proactive. He's a very thinking man. He is very compassionate. I, I can see this in his posts. He doesn't he'll do anything to avoid trouble, he'd do everything to come up with a solution. This is Robert Walcott. He's, he, he, his, his little ray of light shone so brightly that we thought, gosh, we need him in the moderators group because we, can, we, need, we need someone with a heart as big as his. And so he's, he's the most recent um, person to join the moderator group. I'm sorry to sort of make it say long, but I really wanted to sort of express to each and one of these people just how valuable they are. And I wanted people to realize that Spooky isn't just one or two people, and it's not even the people that I've mentioned up to now. It's the users of Spooky, the people that are working behind the scenes, people that I haven't even had time to thank for during the tour of America. There's so many good people that we discovered had done this for Spooky, had done this for Spooky, had referred other people to Spooky, had helped other people behind the scenes. Gosh, there's just so many people. Ed Vaughn, there's just so many good, good people. Too many to mention, but I'd like to thank them all for all the efforts that you're putting in to help Spooky grow, to help people benefit from Spooky in every little way. Thank you so very, very much. Gosh, this is not like spooky. I need to have a drink after that. Um, <laughs> sorry to take up so much time, but I really wanted to say that, you know, all of, all of you, thank you. For everybody on Facebook watching this, thank you very, very much. Thank you. Thank you. I, you know, John, I think people don't get thanked or acknowledged enough, and I'm sure that everyone you've mentioned and, you know, just broad brush, you know, to everyone else too, I'm sure it's really appreciated. And I was struck as you were talking again about that theme of all these beautiful, open hearts, generous spirits, thinking minds, uh, you know, beautiful qualities of human, hardworking human beings on behalf of Spooky. It sort of gets into some of the values of Spooky I know we're going to talk about today, but do you have a sense of what drives these people? I mean, they, there must be many things, but are, do you see some common threads about what drives them to be so generous of time and spirit on behalf of spooky and humanity, you know, which is what you're describing, it seems. Well, there is, and I think a lot of it is like attracting like. Now, each of the people I've described and all the people that, are, that I haven't described but that are contributing in some small way, they've all got big hearts. They all want to pass forwards goodness. I'd actually like to take the time out to say a little story, um, if I may. 
gosh, I'm doing a lot of talking. You don't normally do doing <laughs> seminars. Yeah, you're the guest. <laughs> <laughs> well, normally I take the easy way. I just sit back and I just nod my head on occasion. Now, um, contrary to uh, popular belief, I don't have my computer on mute as I'm holding these hammers. <laughs> I do actually listen. I do nod my head at the appropriate time. But I'd like to share a little story that I think is appropriate. Now, researchers were doing research, as they do, on an island. It wasn't a large island. And they were watching monkeys. Now, um, I'll just take an aside here. During every samurai, I'm told that I rub my nose, but I'd like to say now there's no, there's no, there's no <laughs> truth. <laughs> Maybe it's because I always have the conditioning on, but there's no truth to that whatsoever. Now, on this island, they're watching, they're observing monkeys, and one monkey watched the researchers, <laughs> and this monkey noticed that the people, the researchers, they washed melons in the river before they ate it and this monkey being a smart monkey decided it would do the same and it started doing the same thing and the monkey found that the melon tasted nicer after it was washed now over time other monkeys watched this monkey washing its melon and they started copying this other one and in this little idea sort of grew until most of the monkeys on the island started doing this. But this is where it really becomes interesting. And the moral of the story is not to wash your melons before eating it, although it does actually help to make the melon taste better. But there's more to the story. After around 100 monkeys had started to uh, get the habit of washing their melons before eating it, on a separate island, which is completely disconnected from this island, the monkeys there started to also wash the melons. And there's no, it's again that I said, there's no physical connection between these two islands. And this phenomenon became known as the hundred monkey threshold. Mm -hmm. And so what we're hoping is that in the spooky island, <laughs> we're hoping that we will pass this threshold, raise the awareness of natural health to enough people that it then spreads like wildfire. And so more and more people will be able to take control over their own health. So this is the story. <laughs> this is really what sort of drives us. We want to gain that, gain that that threshold where it becomes common knowledge that there's not just the one solution for ill health, which everyone knows, there are other solutions. And you know, Lisa, that we have these SAMAs. This is number 69. Gosh, it's making me feel a little bit old. <laughs> but we're hoping that maybe it's episode 70. We suddenly, wham, we see everywhere on the internet, spooky, 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 or some other way of natural healing, where suddenly people think, well, of course there's another way, and this is it, and it becomes common knowledge, rather than being always termed alternative. It becomes the yeah. natural way. Oh, there goes my nose away. <laughs> no, you didn't see that. We can edit that oh, out afterwards, okay. of course. We normally do. 
<laughs> it, it really is a movement. It's a movement of, of self-empowerment for health, really, that you're talking about. And I got sort of the flavor of that, right? With That's right. Yeah. And, and people get to see that it's not for selfish reasons mm -hmm. that people become spooky, uh, involved in spooky. It's, normally it starts with them having an immediate need and then that grows, you know, once they've resolved their health issue or the health issue of their friends and family, through their own natural generosity, think, well, gosh, we can use it for someone else. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's no good just having something to one side. So they help other people. They give people advice if the other people have got their spooky rigs. It's not about sales. It's about knowledge. And it's about giving people the answer. It's no point in living a long life if it's not a long fulfilling life and so spooky is like a small thing but it's helping other people live fulfilling lives if people learn to give goodness as they do you get the, the, the gift they get back it's not monetary but it's something so much more valuable mm -hmm. it's something you can't put a value on but when you give love, it's such a fantastic feeling. And this is what Spooky is empowering people. It's giving people a way to help other people in mass. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like from what you're saying, so many of these people that you mentioned have had health challenges themselves, and that's how they got started with Spooky and now want to spread the word to other people and help, you know, give pass that generosity with their own generosity, pass that along to others. Sometimes it's it's really some of the things they've got to struggle with. We have in fact most of the moderators and administrators that are helping Spooky so much, most of them have got may have or have had major problems in their life. And you wouldn't know it until you get to know them personally. And it makes you realize that um, they're putting their everything, they're putting everything of themselves into spooky. And it's not for any reason for themselves. It's that they're, they're so absolutely generous. In fact, they put themselves last, I guess, because when you look at the times that they're putting in, you sometimes wonder, do they get any family time, any time to eat, you know, or the luxury things like family time, you know, they're married people with, with children, and yet there's been so much time, and even behind the scenes work, which aren't seen, like on, you know, in the administrator chats, you know, creating groups, and, and all the hard work, and, and keeping everything so things run smoothly, it's, I honestly don't know how they do it. And so when you think about spooky, don't think like me or a few people. Think of a large group of people, each of them amazing. <laughs> I'm humbled by the work that they put in. Yeah. Absolutely humbled. Yeah. John, you, we've started talking a little bit through some of your stories and the people and the appreciation of people about the spooky's values, some of the positive values you've mentioned. Would you like to talk a bit more about Spooky's mission and vision and, and values and how those have been developed and more about what those are? Right. Well, we're very important to make sure that everything 
that we do is adhering to what we value. Now we've got a, a formal spooky to statement. <laughs> and it was real easy to come up with it because that's our core values. Those um, values are love, compassion, and honesty over profit. And so it's a full reflection of the core values of both ourselves and all the people I've mentioned up to now. Now, because like attracts like, we're now fortunately surrounded by these people who share our values. Now, love is beyond value. Life without giving or receiving love is not really a life, is it? It's just time spent on earth. It would be dreadful to have, you know, to be here without experiencing love. And compassion is, compassion is more than just giving. It's also about understanding. Now, we, we know the pain many of us suffer each day. And, and we work hard to offer solutions. Now, we listen to our users, do our best to help, you know, either through hardware or through education. We have our SAMAs. We pu publish lots of videos online. We've got Spooky2 reviews. It's unusual for a company to include love and compassion in their mission statement. I mean, you've got to say, <laughs> seriously. But we've never really considered ourselves a company. We certainly don't um, sit down at board meetings to discuss profit margins <laughs> and sales figures or things like this. Now, we always, for everything that we do, we always think about the people that we're trying to help. Now, Spooky started with me working in my garage at home. Garage without carpet, it's just concrete floor. Now, Spooky started really tiny. It was just because of the very good people that have helped Spooky grow. It's made Spooky so successful. But from the very, very beginning, none of the core values of Spooky have changed. And they never will. Now, you know, so that they started off as really my core values, but through good fortune, I've discovered that the same core values are shared by many people, and Spooky's become like a conduit for this. So it's easier to fight a battle with a whole lot of people there <laughs> than just by yourself. And believe me, it's been a battle to get a people to accept that Spooky is actually a system that works but also because a lot of people are adverse to something that actually works, and those people are other rife machine manufacturers because they don't like to see something suddenly arrive that's a threat to, to their livelihood because they've made illness a source of income. Mm -hmm. And... Whereas, you know, here at Spooky, in Spookyville, the Spooky Company, <laughs> we're trying to make wellness, you know, a reality. And income, well, I mean, we just want to keep on going. So we don't want to make Spooky something profitable. 
we want to make spooky something that is vibrant and successful. And so this is why in all our meetings, we talk about training, we talk about feedback that people have given to our support team, to me personally, or to any of the other staff or forum members which reported to us. This is in the Spooky China team. And we try our very, very best to make Spooky every day is better than the day before. And so, um, yeah, we've got a great passion for what we do, but this passion is shared by everyone that's involved with Spooky. And in the Spooky 2 team, we've never had a recruitment drive, you know, so this is another thing that sort of makes us different from other organisations. We either get people ask us to join or we get someone um, who who is so valuable we really want them we hope we don't we hope they don't say no so we ask them very very nicely <laughs> and we've never had anyone really say no actually we've been very lucky they've stepped up taken the challenge and they've all in their own way helped to make the world a special place now the um the team in china <laughs> they've actually really did start off with Echo. She actually was working by herself, but I didn't know at that time. <laughs> but she employed someone whilst I was um, organising the initial um, sales and hardware. It actually started off before Spooky was born, and I needed a function generator. Mm -hmm. And I asked several suppliers in China for a quote. So it was pretty much business in that time. I didn't know anybody in China or anywhere, really. And she was one of the people that gave us a, gave a quote for a, um, for a generator. And her quote wasn't the cheapest, but what really struck me was how much work she put into the sale and her interest in what I was going to do with it. And after about five email exchanges or, you know, a few, um, I, I told her it's for a product, I called Spooky a product back then, <laughs> to help other people. And her next email was, wow, hey, that's fantastic. Tell me more, you know, and then how can I, and then it came to, how can I help you? And then um, she came up with her own ideas and this is how I came to trust her. And then she helped me with developing this other generator. And that's how um, that came to be. But when I first came, to, when she made her first sale, it was only, she was a company of one. <laughs> it's like spooky. She started real small. and But she employed one person, so she became twice as large as what she was before. <laughs> yeah, she got 100% larger than before. But wow. that's grown since then because you want to keep, you know, we want to always maintain you know, fantastic customer support. We know that people don't like waiting on the phone for a response if they call up. You know, some people like to have a one-to-one -one help. So um, so we, we created a uh, an online help, you know, uh, phone facility so people can phone up, as well as creating lots of websites and, you know, all of this. So um, obviously the, the group in China is growing. In fact, you know, last time we <laughs> I was away, what, where were we? we? We were away for about, oh gosh, we were away for about two weeks, three weeks. When you came back um, from, oh, that's right, we had this, 
<laughs> we went to a, we were invited to a conference, and then we went to um, um, London and then Paris. That's right. Gosh, that was an amazing conference there. Gosh, the, every soul we meet is so good. It's just, it takes our breath away. But um, that's getting away from the from the uh, what I'm talking about. We came back from that break, and we discovered that we were strangers in the company because they'd employed. The personnel manager had employed so many other people, so I found myself standing in front of them and giving another self-introduction um, <laughs> in front of the, the team that had grown. No, they had employed about five or six different people, and they had employed them to maintain support because, I mean, Spooky's grown. It's no good keeping just a few people on. Mm-hmm. They need to, you know, have some other area of, group of uh, Spooky suffer. So, so I gave the self-introduction to wow. the new staff members and okay not all of them can speak English but so we get them involved more with the um, with the other technical parts of um, you know the, the background things which I don't play a part in but each of them help in their own special way so <laughs> I mean Spooky's grown so huge. How many uh, people would you estimate if you were to look at all of the people involved and all these so many roles that you've discussed from you know, the actual, you know, online support and then the, the whole Facebook moderators and the technical. Oh, and that's, that's a lot of people even that you collaborate with. That's a lot of people. Oh, it's, it's too many. To, well, I mean, we've got, gosh, you know, at least we've got um, 13,000 people on the Facebook group. Mm-hmm. 13,000. Over 13,000. Over 12,000 on the forum. That's a lot of friends and family. So, I mean, we've got the, the, the people that I, you know, I'm very close to, which are the moderators and the administrators, maybe 30 from that group. I've got 20 who I bother each day in the China group here. here. And, um, I mean, they've got to tolerate my sense of humour. That's quite a big task in itself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I give them, uh, trust me, I give them a lot of frights. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so interesting, isn't it? That, uh, sorry, go ahead, John. Oh, well, I mean, part of development is turning components into smoke and fire, you see. And so they've become quite accustomed to these little um, minor explosions as I, as I push things to the limit. And other things I do just to give, you know, make sure they're awake. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like there's a lot of interesting things that go on behind the development scene at Spooky. <laughs> oh, it is, you know. I mean, when you're passionate about something, mm-hmm. it's not a job. When you're passionate about something, it becomes part of your life. And so I know for every staff member in the China Spooky team, that they, they arrive early and they leave late if they leave at all. In fact, I tell them as I'm leaving... I won't say the time, but it's okay. I put in the hours. <laughs> but when I'm leaving, I, I say to them, oh, make sure you turn the lights off on the way out, you know. And, and truly, I've gone back there sometimes at 9 o'clock at night and they're still there, mm-hmm. tapping at the ivories. And I say to them, you're crazy. What are you still here? Oh, I've got someone online and, still, and they still need my help. And they, they, they put in the hours because America is almost like 12 hours different from China. 
and they put these people ahead of their own people. And they're married, they've got their children, and it's, they're silly enough to stay back. They say to them, you know you're not going to get paid, don't you? Yeah, we know. <laughs> That's it's, a lot of passion driving those. Oh, very passionate. To us, yeah, amazing. You know, when, when people think China, they think, okay, well, it's a lot of people. In fact, I don't know everybody's names in China yet, but I'm working on it. <laughs> but it's a big, big country. You think of China being impersonal, right? I mean, people, a lot of Western people think, oh, you know, Chinese people look the same. They're, they're this and this and this and this. I've got to tell you, it's so totally different from that. And the people that we've employed in their own special way, they're extremely colourful. Mm. Now, a lot of them, I know them by their, um, their English name, but I get to know an abbreviation, an abbreviation of the Chinese name. And one person that's been on this for a long, long time is um, Chow. And so I call him Chow Chow. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't know a lot of English, and he probably will never watch this video, but um, when we employed him, he knew... He, he started from ground zero, we'll say. But I, we, we started him off because we could see that he was passionate. He wanted to learn. And so I've, I found that everything I teach him, he uses, and he extends himself from that. And he's been, if I want, it's gone from me having to do every single bit of soldering as part of my project work to him doing what I instruct him to do. And he's become obviously better than me. <laughs> but at least I've got someone else to blame if something you know, blows up. I go, oh, chow, chow, you know. <laughs> but he, he's come to understand both the way that I think. He, he, he's learned to read between the lines. And it's, it started off with a bit of a difficult communication between us two because he doesn't know much English. To him, sort of knowing what I mean and, and applying it. But more importantly, he's extremely reliable. Like, I know that if I, if I ask him to do something, I really do, can, I really can forget about it because I know it is going to happen. Mm -hmm. And then he'll come back and let me know in, you know in some way that, you know, what the result was or call me over. He's a super nice guy. In fact, they all are, you know, Lisa. I don't, I don't think there's, well, in fact, there isn't anybody there that hasn't got their full heart in there, I mean, if you want to call it job, in their job. <laughs> yeah, that conscientiousness. That, yeah. Yeah, that, that conscientiousness you describe in everyone. <laughs> how they work. Incredible. Yeah. It is. You know, in, in China, some things, a lot of things are so different in Western countries. In China, most of the staff ride their e-bikes to mm -hmm. work, electrical motorbikes as I do as well. <laughs> and so it's not like a half-hour commute in a car. It's like a one-hour, two-hour commute across a very big city through crowds of people on an electric motorbike or through public transit system. It's not easy for them. And they arrive early, which means they most often leave home at 6 o'clock in the morning before it gets light. They're really dedicated to their job. And little things, which in America or other countries you don't think about. And I was thinking on the way home, gosh, you know, how can I express to people like how different it is 
here and how much effort people put in and how different it is to luxuries in America. And I thought, well, I don't know. So I won't. But I mean, little things like, like I, okay, I commute on an e-bike. My, my transmit, uh, my transport time is about quarter of an hour or so. And when I ride my e-bike, I have my hat on, you know, to, it's only a soft hat. It's not a helmet, but it's because you don't need to in China and it's very hot here. So <laughs> I just wear a hat to um, protect the top of my head, the part that absorbs sunlight, the solar panel here. And I've, um, I recently had a haircut and uh, on the way home, my hat went whoosh, off because <laughs> I was pretty keen to arrive home early so I get prepared for this interview. And so I must have gone just past that threshold of hat just about coming off to coming off. And I didn't have any hair on to hold it back on again. That flew off. And I thought, that's kind of interesting. So I put my hat on and I discovered if I frowned, like this one, the hat stayed on because I had the, the lines here to sort of grip onto the hat. And I was thinking to myself, why are people giving way to me now? Normally they block, they go my way. And I thought, well, that's it because I'm, this is a crazy nutter on an e-bike pulling this funny face. I don't know. I don't want anything to do with this guy. So the pool, you know, so I'm going, I arrived home about five minutes earlier than normal. <laughs> but I've got to tell you, life in China every day has got something like that, something which makes me realize, hey, China's great. It's so different in so many ways. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like the safety thing. People in other countries, they're concerned for their safety, for robberies, they, you know. But this really doesn't happen here. And shops in China, I've, I've told some people this and they just don't believe it. The shopkeepers leave their shop takings in a cardboard box on the counter. <laughs> and so when you pay for something, they put it in the garbage box, they pick up the coins and the notes, and then they give it to you. Mm-hmm. And the first thing, the first time I saw this, I really couldn't believe it. I thought, this is unusual, but it's actually usual. It's normal here. And, you know, I stay in Nanjing. I read somewhere this week that Nanjing's been voted the safest city in China. <laughs> it probably, probably is part of the reason why, because they don't have cash registers, they just use carbon boxes. And really, customers would throw the, even their money into the box. And if they turn around, the shopkeeper knows the money must have been right or pretty close to it. Yeah. <laughs> really, it's, it's like this. And even today, like um, on the way home, I didn't have time to do any cooking and, and, and so I thought, oh, well, I'll, I'll buy some food on the way home. And so I went to, um, went to a shop. It was actually a, um, a Pakistani place because I like Pakistani food. There's a bit of an aside. And um, I paid the person the money, and the person oh said, "Oh, I haven't got change." <laughs> oh, problem. He said, "Oh, that's no, okay. It's okay. I'll, 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 I'll you pay me next time." <laughs> I thought, "Oh, goodness." Sixty-seven R and B, and I said, "I'd actually feel quite uncomfortable with this because it might be like a week when I'm next past here. I've got to remember sixty-seven R and B for a week." And I'm, as I said before, I'm a very simple person, you know. <laughs> Oh, no, 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 it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. And this is the people that are here. It's a huge country, but it doesn't mean that it's impersonal. And so, I mean, maybe it's the goodness of spooky. Maybe it's, you know, me 
Oh, I don't know. You work it out and tell me. Yeah, it's <laughs> fascinating, isn't it? But the, I mean, that idea of the energy and like attracting light is, you know, that's been such a theme through everything you've described. It's really incredible. Yeah, well, I mean, wow. a lot of things, a lot of things in life have been contrary to what I would have thought instinctively. Mm-hmm. It's how spooky started i wouldn't have in any time in my life before then thought that i'd ever be part of a group of so many people so many fantastic people and be surrounded by so many good so much goodness now i mean my role in spooky is really just a small role really like okay i write the spooky hardware and i do uh, so I write the software. So, oh, I don't write the hardware, but I guess sometimes I do. You know, I do the software and the hardware, and you know, sometimes I answer some technical questions from users, and I, okay, I train the spooky team in China. But really, it's the other people that are doing the work. I, I just get all the credit. <laughs> I, I have to, I have to just beg to differ slightly and and give you publicly a little more credit than that for being the inventor of all these incredible um, devices, machines, technology. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, I would actually, like to speak to that. We're getting or reaching close to the time it's flown by. Would you like to speak a bit about, you know, the, the, the amazing things you've developed, but particularly what you're most <laughs> proud of, John? Like what, what, what do you feel so proud of that you've managed to invent and develop? Well, and the, the most proud thing the, the thing I'm most proud of is really spooky and everyone who's involved with spooky but I uh, okay well um, and it truly Lisa I am just a, a bit player <laughs> I really am but I mean there's other there are other things which I'm pretty proud of um, I used to be a member of the Rife forum and um, I was quite proud to be there but um, I got ceremonious, unceremoniously dumped from there because, <laughs> because my vision wasn't shared by the person in control there. I mean, it's not a, it's not a slight against him. I'm sure he's a fantastic person, but um, I'm, I'm very focused in what I want, and I wasn't willing to make any sacrifice in, for anything that would would be counter to my vision, which was to help as many people as possible and make things affordable. I didn't want to create a business model. I wanted to create a a people model. (laughs) And so this is why I got removed from the forum. Mm -hmm. But um, this was an international forum about rights that had nothing to do with Spooky too. Is that what you mean? Uh, That's right. And, 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 you know, Spooky did came to dominate a a large part of the forum and that might've been a part of it, but, I've never been one into politics and, you know, um, well, I mean, for whatever reason, I was removed. (laughs) I I was actually okay with that because it it prompted us to create Spooky 2 Forum and that's grown to be larger than the other forum. But there's, I mean, numbers and numbers, but um, the fact that there's so many good people Mm-hmm. Out there is really the, the bigger point, but mm-hmm. I mean, gosh, I've been making machines to try and help people for a long time. One of the um, first machines which 
um, which I've made was a um, machine. It was back in 2010. In those days, I was thinking bigger is better. <laughs> and so I made a machine which had uh, 32 plasma tubes. Oh. And behind these 32 plasma tubes, I had two large uh, aluminium or aluminium plates. And so it worked on a com combination of electric and magnetic fields, both synchronized <laughs> to apply rife frequencies to the body. And I made this machine and I always made it more powerful and this and this. And uh, the problem with this machine was that it had the power, but it didn't have the position. At that time, I, you know, it was several years before I'd invented Spooky. And so I was using another type of frequency generator. It was the F165. And it was quite difficult to program, and I had to make my own amplifier for this machine. And I made it so powerful, it was producing massive sparks from my fingertips. And during one time, it gave an almighty blast. One of the gl uh, glass plasma tubes, the glass had become semi-permeable. The plasma had shot through the glass and it applied the really high voltage directly to my body and I, I got a tremendous shock. Now, up to then, I'd been posting on the Rife Forum the progress, you know, to let people know how I was going in case someone was interested in the circuitry. I'm always keen to sort of let other people sort of develop things. But I got such an incredible shock immediately pasted on that thread I'd formed. Hey guys, I'm stopping right now. This is the, I'm 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 putting the plug on this project. It's too dangerous and it was. So I stopped developing from that time. So did but, you go in a different direction completely in your the way you were looking at designing things from that? Yeah I did. Yeah I did. The the the, the following year, back it was two thousand and eleven, I invented the EM one thousand Again, that was in the Rife Forum. Um, I was working in um, with another gentleman, uh, Francois Lementary, who's a French person. And he and I were developing different machines. We were kind of competing which one could be the best. <laughs> and, okay, friendly competition, okay, Lisa. You know, we were helping each other too. I mean, that's good, right? He, um, I was inventing the EM1000. I think he, he invented the EM2000 because he wanted something better than mine. And good on him too, good on him. And um, my machine used two plasma tubes. It used four um, racing car ignition coils to drive them. And that was quite a bit better than my super high-powered machine. <laughs> For several reasons, it was um, it went to higher speeds, and um, it was more precise in its operation, but it still wasn't fast enough to be really good, because when any of these types of machines run, they give the pulse at the right time, but after the pulse, there's always a little ringing afterwards. And that ringing is not a good thing. You really want a single pulse and then nothing. So the pathogen that's being resonated is shaken or shocked and then continues to shake at its own natural resonance. And so that was 
um, for different reasons, not quite so successful, but it's certainly better than my other machine. And there's other machines that use a similar principle. They're generally called EMM devices. And they're okay, you know, if you want to have a plasma machine that works reasonably well, you can build one using a plasma tube and a car ignition and a transistor. For technical people, you'd use generally a, a Darlington transistor or a, um, um, some other device, switching device like a, um, a field effect transistor, a MOSFET. So, John, uh, just, just to um, reassure anyone who might be new to Spooky, um, just if you could just provide some words of reassurance that nothing's going to blow up when they use the current spooky equipment and nothing. Oh gosh! You know, just just that we're clear that that was a a, a very early development, many yes, years. Not, just in case anyone's wondering. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a good time to say that this is several years before spooky. Whilst I was still on my learning curve where I'm discovering that position is what's important. Now, there's quite a few spooky appliance, you know, spooky accessories, which are low power, but they work on the position. We've got, like, for example, the coil, which uses 96 microsecond um, pulses for the uh, spooky central. Or EMF coil? PEMF coil. Right, and we've, we developed a Miramate, the Mini Magic, which has got even shorter, um, very brief pulses, extremely brief. And these pulses have been, um, or inside Mini Magic is a little computer, and that runs these several programs. And each program has been designed very carefully to give exactly what the body needs to restore itself from injury. And, and that is a machine that really does prove that it's not the power. You don't need 300 watts of, <laughs> I mean, ovens are 300 watts, for goodness sake. You don't need high power to uh, disable pathogens, which are extremely tiny. You just need the exact frequencies. So mm -hmm. this is what the focus is on now. <laughs> so no, nothing that's spooky <laughs> now is nothing at all like what I was doing way back then. Yeah. I mean, what I'm describing now is more of a hobbyist type of approach rather than something that's professional, something which is really for, you know, uh, for other people to use. Yeah. John, we're, uh, um, I don't know if there are questions. We're at the past our, our time now. I don't see anything in the chat. I don't know, Ting Ping, if there's anything else. Um, okay. I'm just sort of checking to see if anyone wanted to ask you something. Um, just so I'll, I'll just let people know that um, if you want to type in on the bottom of your Zoom link, uh, there's a chat uh, icon that you'll see with your mouse, and then you can address it. There's a, an option to address to all panelists and attendees. You can just check on that and type in something if you have a question for John. And just while we're waiting, in case there is anything, John, what final words would you like to say about your experience with Spooky, your vision for the future, um, anything at all that you'd like to uh, let people know about that you haven't had a chance to talk about yet in the larger view of Spooky? Right, well, five years ago, when I started Spooky, I was, I was thinking that Spooky was a rife treatment system. It was like a, a solution to health and a solution that 
other people could afford. But now I've come to realize that Spooky is, is much more than just that. It's not just a machine. Spooky really is the people. It's all the administrators, moderators, and the users who use Spooky. It's everyone watching us now. Now, the support from everyone that's involved with Spooky and is part of the Spooky community, they all help to, they all help Spooky to run smoothly and, and without any problems. It's the ideas and hard work from all these people that has helped Spooky to what he is today. And these people have taken the responsibility of healing the world onto their own shoulders. And the only reward is really karma points. It's certainly not monetary. Now, Spooky is not a machine. It's the awareness. Now, health is a choice. And what Spooky 2 is doing is helping people become aware that there are more health options. Now, we started our interview-style summer series in March last year, and, and now we're into number 69. And in each interview, the SAMA expert talks about their own area of expertise, and they answer the questions from the viewers. And the, the topics that are covered are very broad, and they, they include things like nutrients, turpentine, <laughs> essential oils. We've even had the person talk about time dilation at a DNA level. Now, what we're doing is teaching people how to heal themselves and how to look after themselves. Now, we've taught people, or our experts have taught people how to co cope with emotional problems using emotional freedom techniques, and we've invited friends to talk about the essence of life. We want people to understand that the life force and the intelligence of nature is expressed not only through our physical body, but also through our psychological mind and social life. And so the videos that we're producing in SAMA Actually, nothing to do with Spooky 2. We actually ask our experts not to talk about Spooky unless they have to. <laughs> we, we tell them, talk about their area of expertise so that people can learn from them. Now, at the first anniversary of SAMA, which was March this year, we started another program called SAMA Natural Health Secrets. We invited a very good friend of ours, he's a doctor, to describe how to heal ourselves naturally and become our own doctors. Now, plan is to share the natural treatments for 108 common diseases to families. Now, purpose is to help everybody become their own doctor. And so, as you can see, Spooky is not a machine. It's not one person. Now, Spooky is now five years old. When Spooky is 10 years old, Spooky will change again, but it's always going to always have the same core values. Other people, thinking about other people, love, health, compassion. And to me personally, Spooky has been like a door. And the door's opened, it's shown the path, and it's helped me find out who I am, what my life purpose is, and also show me how to achieve this purpose. And so this is really, to me, what Spooky is all about. It's about helping, spreading the love. People often, at the beginning, are doubtful, 
is they've become involved with Spooky, is they've come to know me, other people that are working to help Spooky become successful, help other people use Spooky. They've come to realize that, hey, Spooky is not a company. Spooky is more like a movement. It's a movement of very, very good people driven by these people. <laughs> and so we're blessed with the support of those people. You know, um, the concept of treating people by remote is just so hard to map your wrap your mind around. It's just unbelievable. And really, you've got to experience it to believe it. Some people have got closed minds and they just say, oh, you know, it's rubbish. This acclaimed physicist has said it's not possible, therefore it isn't possible. But I say to these people, look, you've got nothing to lose. Try it. Now, I, I started off as a skeptic with Johan and Hank. I said to them, no way. And I had great pleasure in proving them wrong until I was proven wrong. Never, ever close your mind. Keep your mind open. And then once you've done that, open your heart so you can grow personally. Once you learn to give, once you help other people, you develop yourself. Your own level of understanding rises and you do become a better person. The one person couldn't achieve what I've achieved, but I'm not just one person. I am collectively many people. And so when people say to me, hey, John, you've done a good thing, I say to them, no, actually, I really am a book player. If, I'm, if I go to a party, I'm really the one that doesn't say much. I'm the, I'm the one that's in the kitchen. <laughs> not because I like eating food, but I really like to be in the background, you know. Um, okay, it's unfortunate that I'm seen by a few people as being the figurehead of Spooky. But the truth of the matter is, each of the people that are helping Spooky, they're the people that should really be thanked. They're the people that have become the backbone to Spooky. So that's really it in a, in a summary. You know, Spooky, gosh, you know, he's so hard to describe because he's not a product. He's not a thing. He's like a feeling, but he's certainly a movement. You know, he's, he's so, if, if Spooky was a person, he'd be the person he'd want to, you'd want to make as a friend. You know, it's so, he's so full of goodness. Beautiful. So, Thank you, John. <laughs> I, there don't seem to be any questions popping up. I'm sure though the wheels are spinning for people watching. It's been a, wonderful uh, chance to hear more about you and about the movement of Spooky and uh, I really appreciate the, the time okay. you've taken to do that. I, I know we're a bit into overtime but after they edit me rubbing up my nose we'll, we'll have a bit more time <laughs> so I can make up that hour. I've got another itch coming up but I'm trying to put it off for as long as I can. Yeah. Um, quite often people ask me well what's what's on the horizon because mm -hmm. we do try and provide as many solutions as possible. Um, and, you know, we've just had a spooky scalar release, which is pretty exciting. We've got other scalar products, which will be released, hopefully shortly. <laughs> Sometimes things take longer because we always strive for perfection. So 
sometimes it's wise to delay things until we're 100% happy with something and we do all the testing. Um, but I also say to people, you know, we, we try not to give out too much, um, too many clues of what's coming ahead. And there's, <laughs> there's several reasons for this. Um, you know, first of all, our support team and Spooky, you always, or, you know, if I, if, I, if, I, if I give a little clue during a summer, what happens the next day is that our support team get inundated with phone calls <laughs> asking for information. And the support crew, you know, here in China, often they don't know what it is because I haven't told them. You know, before something's released, I give them training, but I don't give them training beforehand because who knows what's going to change between now and then. But, you know, they've got to, they're suddenly inundated with these questions from, from callers saying, oh, like for when Spooky Scaler, unfortunately, I gave a bit of a prior announcement. And so the, the support crew, um, they were contacting, what, what's the Scaler? What's it going to do? <laughs> oh, and, they, and so when I came back from America, they weren't, they weren't talking to me for about a week because <laughs> I gave them a bit of a headache. So I try, I try not to give too many things um, out in advance, you know, and also the in, um, my inbox gets inundated with with emails, and I already get quite a few, and so it sort of slows down my progress. You know, I'd rather be holding a soldering iron than tapping away at the keyboard. You know, I'd rather be doing the development mm -hmm. rather than answering someone's questions on what something is coming up. I mean, it's going to come at some time and it's going to happen as soon as I can make it happen, but that, that happen time is going to be delayed whilst I'm answering emails of when it's going to happen. Shows and how eager people, people are. They're so excited about new developments. Well, that, you know, I, I have to confess that with everything that Spooky makes, if, it is, if you can call it a product, you know, I am proud of it. If, if I'm not proud of something, I don't release it. It's got to make me excited. When I do my summers and I hold up something to the camera, <laughs> I normally do this, but I've got nothing really new to show at the moment. Well, I have, but I'm not allowed to show it. Um, I am excited, but I am excited. I, I'm, a, I'm a terrible actor, but I am truly excited when I show something. Like this Generator X. It's an amazing piece of hardware. There's nothing else like it. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I, 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 you know, hold it up to the camera and I, you know, yeah. but I, and I'm still so proud of that. We've done things that we were told was not possible. And so, yeah, we do things that we're very, very proud of, but we've got to try and sort of bite our tongue and not give out too much information too early. But there's another reason too, Lisa, that we don't give out too much information early. And that's for a reason I touched on earlier. Um, Spooky has made a lot of, manufacturers a little bit unhappy because you sort of cut into their profit margins, which isn't really a problem of ours, but it's a problem of theirs. And, you know, this is because we, our, our products, when we think of how much to sell our products for, we're always thinking, okay, can we make it, can we reduce our margins, make it as cheap as possible so more people can benefit? I mean, that's, that's the whole the whole aim of us to help as many people as possible and you're not going to do that if something's unaffordable and so we've made a, a function generator that's a two function generators and one with offline use and da -de da -de da you know there's all these fantastic features at a price that people sell a single generator for and it's only got half the features i mean we don't we, we don't we don't compare like this but i mean if we were a different manufacturer we'd 
charge two and a half, three thousand dollars for for one unit. But we wouldn't sell so many, and also we wouldn't let it sleep so well at night time because we know that there's people that aren't going to be able to afford it. But we do things like having a you know a trust to help people that you know really need our help. These things we do, we don't promote it, but we just do it because it's the right thing to do. But we can't announce our plans too early because these nasty people, these bad companies, they they take this information and turn it around and publish these this literature in a way that makes us look bad. Mm. And this isn't you know good for us. I mean they are in our mind we think they're lying. We can't say this publicly because I mean that's you know we we, we don't like being negative people. The way that we treat people are a reflection of ourselves. We truly believe this. And so we, we respect even those people that do bad things against us. It's not to say that we safeguard ourselves. And part of this is not giving out too much information. It's not because we like secrets. We'd love to tell people earlier. But really, we've got to protect Spooky and try and make it so that you know Spooky is successful. We don't want to give them information so they can give make preemptive strikes against us even before products are released and the, the other reason actually Lisa is that um, sometimes things take a bit longer than originally planned like there's one thing I'm not allowed to tell you and this thing is it's only a little thing it's like this big and I've been I've actually finished the development work but now it's the um, the part which I don't do, which is like the looks of it, the, the, the mouldings and stuff. And this has got to be right. And that's taken longer than, you know, originally planned. And so it would, it would make a lot of people frustrated if we tell them this is coming. Because each month we'll be saying, oh, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. And sooner or later they're going to um, just ignore things when I say it's 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 coming because I think, oh, yeah, right, you said that last time and it took like six months, you know. And so we try and sort of hold off to the very last moment. But, you know, in one of the releases of Spooky, I wrote some presets which allowed for this piece of this little accessory. <laughs> and it was a mistake because when this accessory is released, obviously you need to have presets to run it. But people saw this preset and thought, oh, what's this for? So they started asking questions. So I had to do another quick release and remove that preset and, and delete that thread on the forum and try and sort of cover up all the holes and apologize to the people for the and explain why I deleted that, their, their posts on the forum. It was a bit of an embarrassment. I mean, these people didn't know that it was a bit of a secret. But, um, yeah, there's a bit of a, a mistake on, on my part. But you can understand that, you know, I don't want to be, you know, string people along. People like to have things announced and not have to wait too long until it's actually coming. They don't like to wait too long, you know. Ah, so that's, that's my sob story. That's, um, that's why we don't like to announce things too early. Yeah. No, it makes total sense. Yeah. Yeah. So I, um, we have some thank yous on the, on the chat, John, and somebody new to Spooky and Lee said, it's great to hear all this. Love the mission. So, <laughs> uh, oh, thanks. So thanks. Thanks. Richard, uh, Huskus said thank you. So thanks for your yeah. comments, everybody. 